Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And as we stand in our mastery during these times of great change in this incredible shift that we all showed up for, we are going to talk about how we can truly be authentic, act authentically, act creatively in that authenticity with confidence. My guest today is here to channel light beings who will give us assistance with this as well. Matt Andrews joins us from New Zealand on this very fine spring day in the Southern Hemisphere and fall day in Hemisphere. Welcome, Matt Andrews, to Quantum Conversations. Yay, thank you very much, Lauren, for having me. I'm very, very excited to be here. I'm- I got that little buzz going through my body. A bit of a shake going on, but it's all good. Just me warming up. It's going to be exciting. Yay. We can already feel that energy. All right. So you channel light language, and we are going to experience that in this episode. When we experience light language, it is literally higher dimensional frequencies packed with information. And each of it um, something different for each of us and it really does expand our consciousness first i want to hear about you matt because here is another beautiful example of a scientific person so to speak you are a mechanical engineer and yet you had an awakening that brought you into this higher consciousness realm. We can call it spirituality, but really it is higher consciousness. Can you share that story for us? Sure, sure. It's a, it's a great story because it's not miraculous. That's what I like about my story. It's not that, you know, all of a sudden I got struck down or struck up or anything um, super woo-woo happened. Um, so, Cut back to the to the beginning of all. Um, I grew up a very sort of you know reasonably good childhood. You know nothing really to complain about. I wasn't abused. I didn't have a really hard upbringing. But the truth was, I was never truly happy. 
Um, and I think a lot of you people who are listening will, will, will relate because I didn't really feel inspired by what other kids were doing. It didn't feel very exciting to just be in the world. I always knew there was something more and I always knew that I didn't really fit in with everyone else, which is not easy to take when your little ego is sort of starting to develop when you feel different. Um, It's inherently quite scary. So anyway, that's how I grew up, always struggling to fit in. I I basically became a very, you know, giving person, a people pleaser as I looked to make myself acceptable to others, even though I couldn't really relate very well to them. So cut to about the age of 25 and I've done very well at school. I've, I've done very well at university and I'm still not really happy. So I had just broken up with a girlfriend at the time and my body was sore from doing various things that young men do. Um, and I found yoga and I loved it. And I just got right into yoga. And within And the this part of yoga for me was the meditation part. Um, I loved mm-hmm. meditation. It just... It just really took me into a space where I kind of like home. I felt much more connected with something that I related to, and it was coming from within. And that was revolutionary for me at the time. And I got right into yoga, like, you know, proper guru-disciple relationship, traveling to India most years to study more and, and, and more selfless service. And I was started teaching yoga, and I met my wife through the yoga school, and yada, 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 we had kids and grew, grew. But eventually, I still found that I didn't have the deepest level of happiness that I was looking for. I still realized that I was still trying to fix myself. I still tr- felt that I was, or well, I was come to realize that I was still trying to be that, right? I was still trying to fix or or achieve. I was trying to achieve that goal of self-realization and it was stressful. I was tense. I was tight. I was trying too hard. I was still trying to please everyone. I was still trying to be, quote unquote, spiritual. And it wasn't working. There was no inherent deep joy in it most of the time. So my yoga path fell apart. So did my wife. We both sort of fell off that at the same time it was kind of the rug was sort of pulled out from under the interesting experience that i need not go into but needless to say it created great suffering i was also working at the time in the film industry doing something really glamorous i was working on the hobbit right that sounds fantastic right main unit shooting crew of the hobbit i was hating it i was really Uh, hating it my body was starting to yeah, well, it wasn't just, for me, it was boring. That's what it was. It was mm. just, I was just so over it. I knew there was so much more that I could be doing with my life other than making, in my terminology, and I, and I don't want to disrespect the film The Hobbit, but for me at the time, it was making a stupid film about a bunch of little people trying to steal the gold off a dragon. Right? That's how I felt about two years of my life dedicated to making those three, three films. Um, and all of the palaver that goes on around that. But through that unraveling, my yoga path falling apart, my, my career path really not satisfying me at all, my body started packing up, my right hip stopped working. <sighs> I had a bit of an epiphany. I, I got some help, basically, and realized that I was here to do much more and that it was time that I got over myself, stopped hiding, and came out of the closet and offered my services to the world. At the time, I hadn't even heard light language. This is 2000 and 
late 2011, early 2012, I hadn't even heard light language at that point, let alone thought I would ever do something like that. Um, or I did teach yoga and I did te teach meditation when I could and I loved doing that. So with some guidance, I, I basically just, you know, as my yoga path fell apart and the strict yoga disciple relationship fell apart, my meditations became much more broad and I stopped just focusing on doing my mantra and my kriya and, and very, very limited range of what spirituality was, the blinkers came off and I opened myself up to experience a whole heap of things. One of the things I did experience was light language and I love that. It, it was just amazing. It was just, wow, that feels so real. Still, I never thought I would do it, but um, I was kind of initiated into it when I started listening to it. Over the next year or so, um, I started shaking a lot in my meditations. Um, I was still doing my meditations, even though they weren't the strict yoga meditation anymore. And um, I got some advice that I was getting ready to channel. I still didn't think I was going to channel light language. I was expecting to channel something. And I was expecting to feel like someone had possessed me. Because I, I always thought that channeling, you would actually feel a presence come into your body. And then that would start using your body, right? That's what I thought. <laughs> it didn't happen that way. I just spontaneously burst into light language one night when the shaking was getting more and more vigorous and I knew I had to express something. And so it was that now all of a sudden I was channeling light language and what am I going to do with this? And I already knew I was here to be a healer, a teacher, a facilitator. And so I guess I'd better start offering my services out. So I did. <laughs> I just went, wow. went to some of my trusted friends and said, hey, I'm doing this thing. Do you want to experience it? And uh, fortunately for me, they were brave enough to have a go. And so from there, and this was this is 2013, so it's not that long ago. Right? It was November 2013, to be precise, when I first channeled light language. Um, and within two years of that time, I had quit all of my other way of earning income, and I'm doing this now for a living, as well as my greatest joy. Okay, well, that is beautiful, because for everyone listening out there, what you said is very empowering in the fact that you got over it, stopped hiding, and now you're offering mm -hmm. your service to the world. And I think that's what all of us are doing in one way or another. Um, but it's interesting in ways that we are still hiding in a way. And I know I, I hear that a lot from light workers and people who really want to step into their power. We still feel like we are hiding. So this call today is really going to uh, assist us in speaking authentically. You know, what does that mean to truly be authentic? And you and I were talking earlier as well, Matt, and really what we're talking is about, about is relaxing into ascension. And there's nothing mm -hmm. really to get right. So exactly. let's talk about that more. This notion of authenticity, um, Society tends to program us and should on us, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. uh, we really have to unwind from that. So share a little bit about yes. this authenticity aspect. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's about relaxing into who you are. It's not about getting it right, right? A lot of people you know, want to copy authenticity off someone else. <laughs> and that's not authentic, right? If you see someone else and you go, and you, you go, wow, they're being really authentic. I should do what they're doing. That's not it. Right? That's not it. So for me, finding authenticity is just about accepting who you are and relaxing into it and allowing yourself to express who you are. 
understanding that who you are is a continual evolution. You're not supposed to be, should be, right, those dreaded shoulds, a certain way and think that that's how you're always going to be. Or being authentic is about allowing others to see that you are still carrying issues. You are still not quote-unquote fixed. You are still not perfect. But the truth is, as you allow yourself to relax around the ways that you judge yourself and that perhaps other people judge you as not being quote-unquote perfect, that everything evolves so much more quickly. Rather than having to try and fix yourself so that you are perfect and then you can be authentic, that's going to be a much slower path. I don't even know if it will ever work. I think as you go down that path, you eventually get to the realization that this isn't working and you allow yourself to relax and become authentic, at which point the fixing happens much more naturally in that it's not really, you know, to a certain thing. It's more just relaxing into and allowing the evolutionary process to occur. Because we can't really evolve from where we are if we're not willing to accept where we are. If you're not willing to express how you are right now, then it's kind of like you haven't really accepted where you are right now. You're still hiding it from others, so you're still hiding it from yourself in some way. So when you allow others to see that you are still dealing with issues that aren't quote-unquote perfect, you give yourself a foundation which you can step off and allow evolution to happen from that space because there's an acceptance that's occurred. You know that certain aspects of you are not ideal, and but you're willing to accept that that's where you are. And in doing so, you create an expansion or a relaxation around those qualities that you don't perceive as ideal, which allows them to transform, allows them to change. If you're in the mindset that this part of me is wrong and I need to fix it, you can create a contraction. You get tight around that part of you that's judgeable and needing to be fixed. And therefore, it doesn't change so quickly. It's not easy to change something that you are contracted around because there's no space to allow things to change. So it's a process of relaxation that allows us to be of a higher vibration that then allows transformation to occur. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Really allowing the evolutionary process to occur. Just as, just like when we watched the eclipse recently as the moon mm-hmm. passed in front of the sun, as the speed of that travels, that's really how we are traveling and moving. And what I love, mm-hmm. Matt, is that in the introduction of this show, you would just take a breath a couple of times and relax into it. And I find that mm-hmm. that's very uh, centering and very calming, definitely bringing forth that yoga background and experience. So let's now talk back, back about light language. We mentioned earlier that it truly does carry information, higher dimensional mm-hmm. information, And many people recently, in the past couple of years, have started to speak it spontaneously, like you. Mm -hmm. So I'd like you to share a little bit more about, uh, you know, you mentioned that you started shaking in your meditations, and with guidance you were able to start talking. So in November of 2013, you began to speak it. Uh, Mm -hmm. What was that like for you? Were you put off or you just uh, let it come out of your mouth? 
Yeah, it wasn't easy. You know, I, I still remember that night quite vividly. It was quite late at night. It was like 11 or 12 o'clock at night. And I had been chanting that after that evening, right? So I'd been to a, a, a kirtan group that afternoon, that evening. So I lifted my vibration quite high through that. I came home to do my meditation, and and, and I had been, you know, for, for over a period of a year leading up to that, I had been shaking about this real high vibrationary shake running through my body. Which, if I look back on it, is basically just the energy working through my physicality to clear the energy channels and so I still do whenever a influx of high vibrational energy comes through I tend to vibrate with it which is basically it's basically the resistance of my physical body to the amount of energy that's flowing through and that threshold is always lifting right I'm always able to carry more and yet I still always then invite more in than what I'm quite capable of and so this shake is to be quite present um, and it's okay that's just that's the evolutionary process right I'll keep allowing more and more light to come through me and as it does it has to do the purification work so that the pipe or the channels get have more capacity so on that night um, I was shaking really violently like uh, my neck was sore for two or three days after that night but I got to the point where I realized that if I didn't allow myself to start expressing something I was going to throw myself I was going to shake myself apart right this had to Start coming. So the way I approached it at that moment was to start chanting like Native American, what I believe Native American shamanic chanting was. And I've never really exposed myself to that path. Right, my path has been more the traditional Indian, you know, kirtan type practice. But that didn't seem appropriate. So I just started basically going yeah 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 yeah, like just making sound with my voice as I was shaking. And then it just broke out of that and changed spontaneously into a light language. It wasn't quite what I do now, that's for sure. It was far more rudimentary, but I was definitely allowing different sounds to be made, and yet I consciously wasn't directing the sounds that were coming out of my mouth. It didn't feel, though, like something had possessed me. I still felt very present and very in my body. I didn't feel that there was anyone else in my body with me, and yet I seemed to be making sounds um, that I wasn't consciously directing. And so that's the best way I can describe the process. I wasn't particularly scared. I was still expecting to channel English and was trying for about an hour waiting as I was making all these sounds, waiting for it to formulate into something I understood intellectually. And that kind of never happened. And I got the realization eventually that this is just light language and this is what it is. And that the, isn't anything that I'm going to say in English right now. <laughs> and so I had to be okay with that. <sighs> yes, okay. And I may be sounding like I am speaking light language. We have reports that my voice is not good. So, Matt, let me know what sounds it's better. It's fine now. Know. It's fine now. It was a little bit breaky before, but I wasn't sure if that was my phone line. Um Okay, beautiful. Okay, well, I love that it came from chanting because that is a deep connection, uh, you know, to higher fields of energy. And many people have questions about light language and speaking in tongues. Can you share with us your insight on, on what that is? Is it the same thing or is it different? But anyway, in the 
you know, in various Christian faiths, speaking in tongues or well, as I mentioned in the Bible, I think it starts with a G, gloss something. <laughs> I'm terribly dyslexic, so when it comes to reading a word I've never heard, it's terrible for me. But um, that has been around, yeah, it's been around for a long time, right? We've been speaking light language on earth for an awful long time, forever really, basically, um, because it's the, the language is spoken in the, in the stars, right? And so, um, you know, Atlantean, Lemurian, well before then as well, light language has been around. Um, it gets lost and it gets found through various ages, um, but it's always been here. And, and through the Christian faiths as well, many of them, many of them accept it quite well. Many of it's very, very normal for others of the Christian faiths are a bit more fear-based towards it and, and don't like it so much because it's not quite controllable, really, is it? Uh, <laughs> and it empowers people. And that, you know, mm-hmm. for the church over the last thousand years or so, that hasn't been a good thing to empower people. The church has been about keeping people small and in their place for, for, for the most part. Um, and that's not really the fault of the church. It's just the energy that was existing on this planet and the church fulfilled that role um, as, it, as, it, as it did. So it's not a judgment, just an observation. Mm-hmm. Just an observation. Great. Okay. So Mantara is a group of beings that you channel. And how mm-hmm. did you recognize or meet Mantara? <sighs> That's a great question. I'm not sure. Well, how do I recognize them? Because I just feel them. Um, they were there right from the start. I believe they've been with me my whole life um, as that guidance mm-hmm. sort of system. Um, I never obviously had a name for them. And, you know, they've basically indicated to me that the name Mantara is just the name that they gave me because I was asking for a name. It's not the name that they go mm-hmm. by everywhere. And I've also got the understanding that many other people may be working with this very same group of beings under different names and that is absolutely fine and the, and you know when I was inquiring about that they basically said well if we told you you were channeling Mantara and we told someone else they were channeling Mantara then the two of you would want to compare notes and then and then think that one of you was getting it wrong or one of you was getting it right and because that's what humans do right and then one wants to have ownership and one wants to think that they're the better authority than the other so it's best that we use different names <laughs> And you can all think that we're channeling something different, even though it's the same energy, the same power that's flowing through you. It just makes it simpler. Because the truth is, whoever the channel is of whatever energy that's coming through, it is always flavored with the filters of the channel. And so the way I bring Mantara through is unique to Matt because it's relying on Matt's history to put context to the energy that's coming through. And so I explain things in my language and I attract people to me to gain that wisdom who resonate with me, Matt, the person, right, and the way that I explain things. And that's okay, right? And, and, and the same group of beings who could be working under a different name can work through someone else with a different flavor and attract different people. And the two don't need to compete, right, because we understand that there's no hierarchy in information. Information flows through based on who the listener is. And the information flows through to best serve the people who are listening. 
And so if you have a group of people listening who are only capable of understanding at a certain level, then there's no point talking above them because you're just going to confuse them and frustrate them. You have to speak on a level that works for them. And so Mantara is continually adjusting what comes through based on who is listening or who is going to listen so that the majority of the people get the most benefit. That's how it has to be. Oh, no, you did. Absolutely. Thank you. I think it's time to experience a little bit of the light language uh, because yeah. it, it is its own encoding and, and that would be beautiful. So um, let's uh, have you share for a moment. Yes, great. And it's true, right? Tons of tons of theories worth nothing next to a gram of practice. Having the experience is far more important than having a theoretical understanding of something. So <sighs> he takes a deep breath. Just allowing yourselves all to relax now. I will lead you in with a bit of bit, bit of an introduction to what we're going to do. As light language flows through me, I just want to warn you that it is a little bit different to how most people do light language. It is quite fast, very rhythmic and hypnotic, and it may come through feeling a little bit powerful at first. You may feel a little bit shaken by it. And your initial response might be to want to protect yourself from it because it feels a little bit mm, full on. So it's up to you really to relax into it and to trust that this language is coming through basically to facilitate a space. We're not trying to indoctrinate you with anything. We're not trying to teach you anything. Basically, we're using this language, which is coding and light, to to create a space that is very conducive to you, each of you who's listening to us, whether you're listening to us live or listening to us in six months' time, it doesn't matter. When you're listening to this, we're basically creating a space where you can connect more with your own divine wisdom Right, because you already have the answers. It's not that Mantara is going to come through and tell you something that you don't know. We're basically coming through and opening your own library up so that you can find out what you already know. And we, we're basically helping you to relax your egoic self, your personality self, out of your own way so that more of your higher self, more of your authentic self, more of your divine self can be present in your personality phenomena, right? Your egoic self, the person here with a physical body, a bunch of emotions and a whole bunch of thoughts going on through a, what we call a mind field, not a mind field, although it can be that way, but the field of your mind, right? So really what we do is we facilitate spaces and we hold intentions that will benefit you, the listener. Um, it's not that I'm trying to teach you something. It's not that I'm trying to change you or fix you in any way. I'm just creating a space where the changing, the fixing, the transformation can occur more gracefully. It's like we lubricate your field and we help you to expand so that change can happen. So think of it that way and just really allow yourself to relax. You don't need to concentrate on the light language. You don't need to listen to it. There are quite possibly going to be some words come through in English as well for your mind, but you don't need to get too contracted around that. Right. It's recorded. You can go back and listen to it later if, if, you, if you think that there's some wisdom there that you need to remember. For now, just allow yourself to float in the experience. That's it. So take some breaths and relax. Feel yourself just relaxing back into whatever's supporting you right now. Allow yourself to soften. Allow yourself to feel very supported by the physical object that's behind you. You can trust it. You're not going to fall through it. So allow all of your weight to just relax. Allow your physical body to fully soften 
into the support that's there. And at the same time, allow yourself to energetically do the same. Let go of your tension. Let go of your shields, your barriers, your guards. Let it go of the ways that you keep yourself separate from the world. Just relax. Trust that you're in a very safe space, that you're very supported right now, and you can just be open, open to receive and open to release, allowing energy to flux in both directions, allowing you to align more with what does serve you and release all of that which doesn't serve you allowing change to occur for you energetically, which will flow through to change happening in your world with your physical body, with your emotional body, with your mental body, and your external experience will all change as you allow your energetics to change. Allowing your energetics to change, not needing to make your energetics change, not needing to understand how your energetics are going to change, not needing to do the change intellectually yourself. Just trust. Relax. Your higher self is coming in to take command of this process for you all you need to do as the personality is relax and allow it to happen take another deep breath as you inhale feel yourself expand as you exhale allow yourself to relax and enjoy So breathe. As you inspire, allowing, just allowing, this beautiful divine light, to just bubble up from within you, allowing yourself to align more, and invite in more, of your higher self, your soul's essence, your 
divinity. It's just really like it's bubbling up from within you. You're always connected to it. You just don't choose to allow it into your beingness so often. You get so contracted mentally about trying to do the world in a right way. You relax and you inspire. You allow this real strength of character. This real knowing of yourself. To rise up in your solar plexus. Your power center. Allowing yourself to feel very safe and worthy. As this light. Understanding that you have all sorts of indoctrinations and insecurities in your personality self. They will leave in their own time. But really just bringing in this deep sense of authentic confidence in your being. Choosing to align with the light that you are. And allowing it to grow stronger in the core of your being. There's no magic formula. There's no mantra. Just trust. And allow. But as you relax with this intention, it is happening. And as you exhale, you relax deeper. And this light radiates out from you. Like a brilliant star. You radiate from your central core and you wash out through your whole being. Through your physical body, your mental body, your emotional body, your energetic and spiritual body. Are being washed with this light, the divine light that you are, that's flowing through you from the infinite source, infinite source. You don't need to worry about running out of it. There's more than enough for all of us. You can never run out. The more you share, the more you experience. You allow it to come up from within you and you allow it to wash out through you. And as it does so, it cleanses you. It's basically washing away all of the discordance. It's washing away all of the doubt, all of the fear, all of the discomfort from wherever, physically, mentally, emotionally. With each repetition of breath, there's more light in your field, and there's less density in your being. So your overall resonance is rising. It's rising, it's rising, it's rising. Now you, the personality, may feel from time to time you're on a roller coaster with this process. You may align with the awareness that you are the light. And the next moment, you're very aware of the density that's getting washed out of your field. You feel it. Emotionally or mentally, or perhaps physically, you feel the density leaving. And if you choose to uh, focus on that. You feel terrible. It feels like you've gone backwards. You haven't gone backwards. You're just focusing on what you're releasing. And in doing so, you're slowing down the process. That is the truth. But you're not going backwards. Still, you progress forward. With each breath in, more and more light is building within you. And it's 
putting the pressure. Of course you shall begin to go on you to release this stuff. Of course you shall begin to go. Much of which you don't like, and therefore you tend to focus on it. Of course you shall begin to go. You tend to think you need to fix this stuff. Of course you shall begin to go. This density, this darkness, these fears, these doubts. Of course you shall begin to go. There's nothing to fix. Of course you shall begin to go. Just relax and release. Carl, go do it. Of course you shall begin to go. The best path forward for you. Carl, do it. Of course you begin to go. The most comfortable path forward for you. Of course you shall begin to go. The most efficient path and quick path. There's a word that we all like. Quick. Path forward. Is to focus on what you're embodying. Safe, worthy, confident, freedom, love, joy, bliss, prosperity. The light. As you keep your focus on those vibrations, then you experience more of that. Of course, you're still going to experience the releases occurring. But as you take your emphasis off those releases, they don't bother you so much. You don't suffer so much through the discomfort of releasing the density. Pain is inevitable. Suffering is optional. That's the process, my friends. As you do that, you are inherently becoming more authentic. You release all of the fears that keep you trying to fit roles. All the ways that you try and please others to gain some acceptance. As you feel more inherently worthy in yourself, you no longer need the acceptance of others. And then you naturally you get it. That's the irony. The more that you feel confident in yourself, the more other people like you. You no longer need to bend over backwards trying to please them. Other people want you to be authentic. They don't want your sacrifice. They want your light. You have to be willing. Of course, as this energetic process goes on, you as a personality still need to be willing. Need to be willing to step courageously into a new way of being. To show up more authentically, to let others see who you truly are. And while you may not be perfect, it doesn't matter. As you allow others to see who you are, you walk much more quickly towards, hmm, let's maybe we shouldn't call it perfection, but you definitely walk towards more joy and more light and more being who you are. So in this space right now, just for a moment or two more, bring your awareness to your own heart. Right there in the center of your chest. About eight to ten inches up from your solar plexus. The sacred heart space. As this confidence builds in your solar plexus, it's much easier for your heart to open, to blossom, to allow the love out. Loving yourself is a very natural process. It just happens as you relax into a confident space. As you relax into a confident space, your heart naturally opens and outflows a beautiful divine 
unconditional and very compassionate love. Love beyond what you consider love to be. Beyond the intellectual understanding of it. It's a vibration. A beautiful vibration that mixes with that strong, confident light. The light and the love. Yeah, light and love mixed together in your field. Cushy shall be getting out the masculine and the feminine. Cushy shall be getting out bringing a beautiful balance to everything you do. Cushy shall be getting out helping you have the strength and the flexibility, helping you be very logical and very intuitive. Cushy shall be getting out being giving and doing for others, and also being willing to receive. Cushy shall be getting out shall be getting out divine balance between masculine and feminine energies, between confidence. And love between confidence and compassion. You don't need to mentally orchestrate this for yourself. It's not about thinking, is this a loving thing for me to do or not? In time, it becomes intuitive. It just becomes natural. As you allow the love to flow out through you, everything you do is of love. You act in a way that is very self-loving and therefore the External world reflects love back to you. Everyone who comes into your life loves you, respects you, supports you. You don't get respect and support by fighting for it. You get it by receiving it, by accepting it from yourself and then allowing it to come from others. If you're still abusing yourself energetically, thinking you're not worthy to receive your own love, then you're going to keep attracting abuse into your life from external to you. And all the fighting in the world is not going to change that. Just continues it. What you resist persists. What you focus on, you strengthen. So focus on love. Focus on confidence. Focus on the light that you are. And allow everything in the external world to change according to that. And so it is. It is so. Now and always and in all ways. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. My goodness. Mm-hmm. That was pretty profound, Matt. Thank you for that. Lots You're of welcome. energy moving through on that one. Yes, lots of energy. Yeah. I know that it'd be interesting to hear what our listeners experienced. Um mm-hmm. It was almost as if the energetics of uh, the light language mixed with the words that you were saying in English was, uh, mm-hmm. it was like scrambling the cells of our bodies. Mm-hmm. It's a good way of putting it, yeah. Yeah, that was very, very interesting. Okay, so that is the experience of a light language with the intentions there, and that mm-hmm. was so beautiful. Really, we are relaxed into that confident space, focusing on the love and the confidence. 
still with me or am I still with you? Something just dropped out. Hmm. Well, Lauren, I'm still here. <laughs> I don't know if everyone else can hear me or if everyone can hear you and not me, but I can't hear you. So, soon as I'm not sure what's going on, I will continue <laughs> for the sake of the audience if you are the one who has dropped off. And okay, and I was the me. one who dropped oh, no, off. you're back. Well, I'm back on a, another emergency computer here, but uh, we're, like yeah, I said, there's a lot of Turn back energy. into a little bit. Yeah, you're a little garbled? bit more robotic with, yeah, oh, a little goodness. bit garbled. I can understand you, but it's not um, as clear as the other line. <laughs> I will jump onto that other line as soon as I can. Uh, but yeah. in the moment, okay. uh, I was just uh, asking, what is that like for you, Matt, as you speak that? You speak so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's beautiful for me. It's the most favorite thing I do in the whole world. It's the most divine feeling. Um, so just to get it clear, because a lot of people think that I'm translating what I'm saying in light language because I'm speaking in English and light language, English and light language. I'm not, right? I don't know. I'm not translating. I'm channeling both. It's more like the English is augmenting the light language or the light language is augmenting the English but both of it is channeled, and I'm not thinking about either what's coming out of my mouth. Matt is just in a beautiful space where I'm floating and experiencing it just as if I'm listening to it like everyone else. Matt is just listening to that, and it's coming out of my mouth. And as I said at the start, it doesn't feel like I'm possessed. It doesn't feel like there's another entity working my mouth. It just feels like my mouth is working on its own. And I have no idea how I do it that fast. I know no idea. Sometimes I catch myself thinking, I'm thinking, have we breathed lately? <laughs> that thought goes through my mind, right? As I'm just going in light language, mm-hmm. I'm like, do I even breathe while I do this? It's like, it's a bit weird. It is true. It's a bit weird, but it's, it, it feels beautiful and natural. And um, I don't know, uh, you know, quite a few of my clients end up speaking light language. And I think most of them w- would agree that it is, it ends up being a very, very natural thing. It's a beautiful healing experience when it awakens for you um and and i'm not saying that everyone will awaken to it um i don't know that at all but a lot of people are awakening that's for sure you know very very i get emails all the all the time from people saying oh so speaking light language can you tell me what sort it is and what where it's from and all the rest of it and and to be honest i really don't care and i don't think it's it's not really important where it comes from a lot of people get really caught up in who am i bringing through and what is it about and what does it mean and ultimately for me when it started, when I first started speaking light language, I used to do it all the time while I was still, you know, I was working as a builder at the time. I've gone through many phases, you know, I was trained as a mechanical engineer for the last phase of my, you know, working life. I don't consider what I do work now anymore, even though I get paid to do it. But I was working as a domestic builder. I was doing renovations and stuff in houses, you know, kitchens and bathrooms and extensions and all that sort of stuff. But as I was driving to and from work and even while I was at work, unfortunately, the people I was working with were quite high vibrational yogis as well. I would speak light language quite regularly. And what I realized a lot of the time was I was expressing my emotions with light language. I was allowing myself to be expressive of the energies that quite Commonly, especially for Matt, who hadn't allowed himself to express very well my whole life, right? Because I never really felt worthy of expressing my own needs and my own emotions. That's that's true of Matt. I come from a very a background of low self-esteem, low self-worth. But the light language gave me this permission to now express energy. And much of it was emotional energy that I could now express and put 
to a form that allowed it to release out of my field. So for many people, when they start speaking light language, it's all about allowing themselves to emotionally purify themselves, to just release a lot of this energy and put it out there in a language that doesn't have a meaning so the mind can't grab onto it and tell stories and judgments about it all. Does that make sense? Yes, it's best to get the mind out of the way on that, yes, so that the the filter is not there. Well, that's just fascinating that you you hear it and you're listening to it yourself. Okay. Yeah. We have comments from uh, the audience coming in that uh, just this morning, Lisa says that she said some of those last few words to her dog, what you resist persists, so just focus on love. (laughs) Right, so that's amazing. Perfect. And uh, yes. others experience relaxation and a smile uh, during that process. Again, for me, I know it's different for everyone because it's releasing this density. And it was almost like uh, when the message coming across about don't focus on what we are releasing, right? And that's kind of mm-hmm. like what what's going on in our world, not to focus mm-hmm. on it. We have such a responsibility to to do something but what we got out of this was that the responsibility is to uh, focus on the love and the confidence and being Mm -hmm. our authentic Mm -hmm. self so that is how Mm -hmm. our creativity will come forth into this beautiful new age so that is comforting in a great way yes Mm -hmm. and we can still act right it's not that you don't that you shouldn't act at all but just act in a way that's loving rather than fear-based you know, instead of going into, we need to fight, we need to resist, we, you know, and we, yes, we want change, but we're looking on, on we, you know, keep your focus on where we're going rather than on what we don't like, you know, and that's important. If you're moving to something new, then it's best to keep your eyes up as to where you're going rather than looking back over your shoulder where you're coming from. You're not going to get where you want to go if you keep looking back at what you don't like about where you are. You have to look towards the new. And so energetically, we're looking towards that and, and take action, right? We still need to move towards it. We still need to allow it to, to evolve. And it's going to come from the grassroots. It's going to come from the community. Not, we shouldn't, you know, if we take our emphasis off resisting the, you know, the, the farce that is our leadership and our government, and I'm not just talking about the United States, it's all over the world, right? Um, and really just come together in community and collaboration and work for what we stand for, love, unity, consciousness, then it will ripple out rather than focusing on trying to fix the top end, which basically just needs to be released, right? That's the problem. Don't focus on the problem. Focus on the solution. Or not even the solution. Focus on the outcome, and the solution will appear. You know, the solution is dynamic. Oh, that's beautiful. The outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's really powerful. Again, we can't reiterate that enough. That is why it is so important for all of us to keep our vision on new earth, right? Yes. Love and unity. Yeah. It is tempting at times. I know many of us are surrounded by people in our lives and our relationships, be it Mm -hmm. relatives, distant relatives, friends, neighbors. Mm -hmm. And uh, like I said, I've heard the word resist. We must resist. And so that's interesting because, like you said, we cannot resist. We have to be 
focused on the outcome of love and unity. Mm-hmm. So that's a challenge mm-hmm. that we each step into when there's discussions on this, right? So yes. it's interesting to get in these discussions. Yes. What would you say for someone? It's not a competition. We have to meet people way, where they are at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. what would you say to kind of break the ice and and not sound so woo-woo to someone who's really in it? Yeah, it's difficult. I mean, right? into and the resistance, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, you, you, it's. I have to rely on each moment for me to, to basically feel into my heart to say what I say. Right? I don't have premeditated speeches that I give out. Um, and and I would tr- I would encourage each of you to do the same. To you know because the people who are in fear and in this resistance, they're doing it from a very mental space. If you can fall into your heart and really just allow yourself to express from your heart, and sometimes that means that you need to meet them where they are right now and and empathize with, with how they are feeling, right? They are feeling scared about the future. That's why, or angry and frustrated about what's happening. Um, they feel that they are not having their needs met, right? That's what anger is, not having your needs met. And so people who are angry tend to go into contraction, People who are scared go into contraction. These people who are going into resistance are in contraction around all of this. To allow people to relax, it's important that you relax next to them, whether you're on the phone to them or whether you're next to them in person. When you allow yourself to relax into your own heart and hold them in a compassionate, loving space, then you invite them to relax as well. It's a slow process. The last thing you need to do with someone who is in contraction and who is angry and or fearful is make them wrong. If you pass judgment on them and saying, hey, what you're doing is just making the problem worse, if you say it that way, that's very outright when they're not ready to hear that, you are going to drive their vibration lower and put them even deeper into fear and anger. So it's important that we work with such people in a compassionate way to help lift them up and to know that their fear and their anger that they're feeling is very natural and very understandable, but to really work in an empowered way, it's going to serve them and the all to focus on what they do want to see in the world. So just keep steering the conversation back to how would you like to see it? And don't get too worried about how is that going to happen because none of us really know how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that's what I said. when We don't need to focus on the solution. We need to focus on the outcome. How do you want to see the world? And when you can steer the conversation around from what we need to resist into how you would like to see it, right, the dream for how they would like, and you can help them mold that into a, into something that may be a little bit more easy for them to accept, then you're going to help them shift their energy. The truth is our society is going through exactly the same process that we're all going through individually. And so as whatever I just said then for how you speak to someone else is exactly the same way you deal with yourself, right? Because we all have these moments where we go into fear about what we feel, the darkness we feel coming up from within us, our own shadows. All of us have the propensity to resist them, right? The shadow, the authoritarian aspect, the self-degrading, critical aspect of ourself, right? The... No, I won't use his name, but that aspect, right, your your president is within all of us, an aspect of that, right, the same energy is there. 
And so the way to deal with it is to deal with it in a very loving way, not to make that error wrong, not to try and hide it from others, not to think that we don't want anyone to see that, not to worry that God is judging us based on the fact that we feel this anger or this fear or this hatred, right, that can come out of us, the judgments that come out of us. It's, of course, we, we wish, all of us wish to, um, you know, protect others from that energy. We don't wish to spew it all over someone else, that's for sure. But at the same time, we need to be willing to accept that it's within us so that we can lovingly release it from within us. Um, and, and so it's a process, and I'm not saying it's easy at all. It's not an easy process. It does take a, a fine degree of awareness to keep noticing when we're falling into these patterns. And it takes a degree of compassion that we don't judge ourselves and make ourselves wrong when we notice we're there. And it takes a level of discipline to redirect our mind back to the solution or the outcome we're looking for and then allow the solution to unfold. Whew. Are you with me, Laura? <laughs> you dropped off again. Okay. So if I'm here on my own... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how when you're wow. To well, I hope I'm not there. garbled oh, now. <laughs> Am I garbled because now no. I'm on the emergency PC? Oh, interesting. No. Okay, good. <laughs> no, you're not garbled. Well, actually, that's great. All right, I'm just going to stay on this line then. Well, I was mentioning that that is a perfect explanation to what what my question was. It is frustrating, and it is so easy to get caught up into uh, the chaos or the discussion, but keep our eye mm-hmm. on the prize and be aware of how yes. we are feeling in every moment with that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. let's. Um, I'd like to open this up to some callers, so those who are on the yeah, phone for sure. and would like to interface with Matt, now is the time. Star 2 will raise your hand. And you can ask a question, or you can chat in over the Q&A line. I know um, lots of um, comments coming in about people feeling very energized and charged from that. And that was just very uh, invigorating, let's say. Mm -hmm. So let's go Mm -hmm. now to Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh, Last digits of the phone number, 1326. Hello, you're unmuted. What's your name, please? Hi, this is Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Do you have a question for Matt? Yeah, I just like to say hi, Matt. Um, I was hi, on Sherry. Your, I, <laughs> I think I was on your very first radio show, and I listened to you, cool. and I thought, oh my gosh, you're awesome, and it's amazing at how much you have progressed. I think it's only been like. Yes. A couple of years. Two years. Yes, two years ago. Yeah. And it's like I am amazed at how – I can't even believe how much you've evolved. It's awesome. So I'm very honored. And that's available to all of us, Sherry, right? I'm not particularly clever at that, right? It's just that um, evolution can happen really quickly when we surrender to it. That's the truth. There's no big miracle in my life, right? As I explained my upbringing and all the rest of it, there's been no big miracle. It's available to everyone who is willing to just 
step, and it is a courageous step. I'm not going to say that it's been easy for me. I've had to go through a lot of my own fears. Every step of the way, every new show I go on, every new program I put out there, I have to progress through a range of my own doubts, my own fears, my own resistance to it each time, and that's okay. It's, it's just that I just don't let it stop me. I, sometimes I have to, you know, rest and I have to <laughs> take account of it. It's not that I bulldoze my way through it, but that's the process of evolution. And it can happen really quickly when you dedicate yourself to it. And when I say dedicate myself to it, I've still got a family. I've still got a, you know, I've got a wife. I teach my yoga. I've got two kids, 15 and 14. Um, I live in the world of the world. It's not that I'm in some cave and just meditate all day, every day. It's not me at all, right? I do lots of things. Um, and yet still, um, it's true. I have progressed an awful lot in the last two years and in the last four years as well since I first started speaking light language. So thank you. Yeah. But yes, I, what would you like to I ask? Just, <laughs> I, I don't know. Gosh, my head is like so many questions. Um, I do struggle with addictions. Like I just mm -hmm. like to drink beer. <laughs> and yes. I mean, I just, I don't know why. I I need to quit doing that because you know, I do readings and stuff, but it's like, I, I know um, maybe you have some words of wisdom. Yes, <laughs> sure. I used to drink beer an awful lot as well um, back in the day before yoga, right? I graduated from university with a nasty binge drinking habit. That is for true, the truth. And the way I used it in those days was it numbed me from the pain of not feeling good enough, right? It numbed me from the pain of, of my life. No matter how hard I tried at that time in my life, I didn't feel happy. I didn't feel that I was getting the acceptance that I really craved for. And I'm not saying that that's particularly your problem right now, but I'm telling you that you're using that alcohol to, to distance yourself from the aspects of your life that you don't enjoy. <sighs> so that being said, you know, one of the things that my yoga guru always used to say is don't worry about your bad habits. They will give you up. You just keep doing your practice, right, which meant just keep doing your mantra, keep doing your meditation. As your vibration rises and you embrace more and more of who you are, you will no longer need these habits that you label at the moment as bad. Trying to give them up doesn't work particularly well. At the same time, being mindful that it would serve you to reduce the amount of beer that you drink is a good thing to be aware of, but not to judge yourself and not to fight with yourself, to try and really push against the addictive behavior that's not serving you. It's about bringing a balance in there. As you keep raising your vibration and reminding yourself of who you are, you may still, of course, feel like having a beer. The way I gave it up, and I, and I went through a long process of giving up beer, right, because I really used to enjoy drinking, especially after working in the film industry when the boys used to sit around and have a beer. Slowly but surely, I lost the taste for it. I used to love the first mouthful, right, because it came with that emotional release and that idea that it's a reward at the end of the day and I can relax now. It's a trigger to say, you can relax now, you're having a beer. But as soon as the alcohol started to kick in, I didn't enjoy that feeling. It didn't resonate with me anymore. So I switched to, to very low alcohol beer. I eventually switched to a no alcohol beer. Then I, I stopped drinking beer at all and I, I use a kombucha 
<laughs> I know that's a bit of a it's a bit of a peace, love, and mung bean thing to do, but I quite enjoy a, a kombucha now, which has the same effects for me. It's something I do at the end of the day after I've done my last session, and it's a little indication that it's time to relax now and 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 re- release. And so I get the same benefit from that trigger without needing to inflict alcohol on myself to completely numb my mind out, which is what I used to have to do. It will evolve for you very naturally, Sherry. Oh, man. That was perfect. Oh, I almost want to cry. That was so perfect. You can cry. That's a great thing to do because there's a lot of energy there. So there's a lot of self-judgment that you're carrying. So so you can let go of the self-judgment, right? We all, I still have bad habits, right? I still get addicted to doing things. I still find myself compulsively doing things. Uh, you know, like Facebook, sometimes I just find myself compulsively hitting that home button when I know <laughs> there's nothing more for me to do, right? And it's time right. for me to go and do my meditation, and yet I'll hit that home button and spend another 15 minutes scrolling down my feed. And at the end of it, I think, why am I doing this to myself? It's just mm. a compulsion now. I'm looking, yeah. basically, I'm used to being on Facebook to serve my, my customers, right, my clients, my, the people that are in my group. So I'm on there. But then once I've done all of that, there's something that's still there that's still looking for more. Yeah. Oh, I've still got that habit yeah. going on, and I'm still working with that. <laughs> so, so, you know, don't make yourself wrong for, for having compulsive or addictive type behaviors because we all do it to some degree in some way, in somehow, right, even if it's just thought patterns that, you know, compulsively go through our mind that are quite addictive and don't serve us. So relax oh. and allow. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you so much, Matt. And we're holding Thank support you, for you. The intentions are there that, that you progress through this with as much ease and grace and comfort as possible in an empowered way. Much love. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. You know, that's beautifully said, and you explained it again really well. The habit will drop you, right? And so, yes. as you said, all throughout this, there's nothing to fix, and don't judge ourselves too harshly. Mm-hmm. Just keep mm-hmm. up the work and keep up the, the energy and keep up the vibe, and eventually it'll drop The intention. Off. Yeah. The intention. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the way, that's uh, why Where are you going? Yes. Well, yeah. I also wanted to say about Facebook, that's also why they call it Face Suck. Because it does suck you yes. in, right? So yes, uh huh. Yeah, and and awareness. Great, it's, it's a great tool, and we can use it to connect and do so much great things. But at the same time, there's this dark phase to it there that we have to dance with. And it's the same with everything in life, really. You know, um, there's always the shadow to anything. You put something in the light, and it forms a shadow. It's not wrong that there's a shadow. It's just where do you focus? You know, as I quite often people work with their shadow, and they get confused, they think they need to defeat their shadows or get rid of their shadows or purify their shadows so they're no longer there. I said, no, 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 it's not about that. It's just take your awareness off your shadow, right? Because if you're looking at your shadow, you're not going to go anywhere. Turn around and look at the sun and walk towards it, right? That's the direction we're going. Your shadow just trails out behind you. It doesn't affect you if you're not looking at it. That's it with shadow, right? That's the darkness. We just need to focus on the light. Okay, so I know that some would say shadow work, shadow work. Well, mm-hmm. I would say that once we are, again, it goes back to awareness. Once we are aware of that aspect of the shadow, we can release mm-hmm. it. And the awareness is a yeah, lot well, of Yeah, well, we work. accept it. We accept it. Yeah. We accept the shadow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then it doesn't influence us. It doesn't influence us. Mm. 
So yeah. you can have a shadow without it influencing you. If your focus isn't on the shadow, it doesn't influence you. Beautiful. Okay, we're going to go to our next caller. This is up in Twin Cities, Minnesota, area code 651. Hi, you're unmuted. What's your name, please? Hello. Hi. Hi there. What's your name, please? It's Karen. How are you? Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Hi, Karen. Do you have a question for Matt? I do, and I'm actually really, really hesitant. I have to say, hi, Matt. How are you? I'm well, Karen. Don't worry. The hesitation's a great sign. It means you're going to change a lot. So let it out. Um, I I am going to let it out, but I'm really hesitant, and I'm and I'm interested in light language, and mm-hmm. I've discovered something that's that's pouring out of me, but I don't know what it is. Perfect. So I I I, I can channel and talk, but I I don't mm-hmm. know what I'm saying. But it it mm-hmm. comes Me with neither. it comes with emotion. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> so let yourself do it. So okay. the, the question is, the, the 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 answer is here is relax. You don't need to understand it. I know we've all been trained in this world to do it with our mind. We really have a lot of trouble trusting anything we don't understand. And the truth is that's a huge limitation because. We live in an amazing, magnificent, expansive, multiversal creation. You cannot expect to understand that with your human mind, right? Okay. That is a absolute farcical thing to believe that you're going to understand the magnitude of the creation that we all exist within with your mind. And so as you let go of the idea that you're supposed to, you can open yourself up to the beauty of the creation we exist within. And you can experience it all without needing to understand it. As you allow yourself to accept it, you get an understanding of it that is coming not through your intellectual mind, but parallel to it, if you like. You get a deeper sense of it without actually having to go through the cogs of the machine that we call the brain. And so... Just relax and allow yourself to keep expressing. Allow yourself to get intuitive guidance as to how to best use the gift that you've got for yourself and then perhaps for others as you progress. Allow yourself to just express it and enjoy it and experience it. And at the same time, relax around it and you will gain insight as to how best to use it. And you may gain insight as to overall what it means, what you're saying. So quite often, I don't understand the language that I'm saying. I don't understand each sound. I have no translation for it. But quite often, I will then explain what I just did. And again, I'm kind of just speaking from my knowing, right? I have no proof that that's what it did because who has proof of anything, really? You know, it's like when someone says, well, I'm channeling Jesus. And you go, well, how can you prove that? And I go, well, I, I see Jesus. And they go, okay. (laughs) <laughs> or I hear the word Jesus, I know it's Jesus. But how do we prove anything, right? People, I say I'm channeling Mantara. How do I prove it's Mantara? Well, I had a meditation where I saw the word Mantara. Well, that's not proof. That's not proof that I can present to anyone. It all happened within me. And that's okay. The whole idea is, the whole problem is humans are so contracted around this idea of proving things. It's like we think we're in a court of law the whole time. We're not. We're not. We don't need to prove anything. If you feel it and it works for you, then great. Go with it. You don't need to prove yourself right to anyone else. You don't need to have a body of evidence that you use to justify what you're doing. If it works for you, 
then go for it, right? And and people who who resonate with you will be attracted to you. People who get you know who want to hear what you've got to say, what you want to channel, will be attracted to you. You don't need to prove to them that it's that it's worthy of their ears. You know, one thing that I've been taught, um, Mantara basically brought through for me many many times, is for me not to name drop, right? Not to hide behind the name Mantara. Not even to talk about the beings that I know are within Mantara, right? Because I know there is, you know, Mantara is a very diverse group of beings. There are many ascended masters who are part of Mantara. But I tend not to name drop very often because, as they've explained to me, it's they don't want people to believe what we say based on the name that we say it's coming from. We wish people to really choose to take up what we say because it resonates with them. So mm-hmm. rather than me saying, oh, Jesus said this, right, because then people are going to say, oh, Jesus said it, it must be right, or Jesus said it, it must be a load of bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but... You know, because people have different reactions to different names. If I use Jesus, right. if I use the Lord Shiva or Ganesh or Saint Germain, everyone has different connotations of what all that means. But if they're using the name to justify that the information is now correct and they should believe it, then they're missing the point. You shouldn't believe any information based on the perceived source of the information. You should take up the information and run with it if it feels that it resonates with you. Okay. Does that make sense? It does. So how did you know where it's coming from? How did I know? I just get a sense. See, okay. Matt, I'm not I'm not clairvoyant and I'm not clairaudient. I don't see anything and I don't hear anything. I just know things. That has been a particularly hard gift for Matt to feel confident about because <laughs> mm-hmm. it feels like I'm just making everything up, right? <laughs> now, I believe most people have this gift. Most people know a lot more than they're willing to accept that they know. But our, again, our society has trained us not to do that, right? Even mm-hmm. from school, when you, even in grade school, when you wrote an essay, you had to put at the bottom, you, had, you were taught from a very young age to put your references there, where you got that information from. You weren't allowed mm-hmm. to just say, I know this, <laughs> right? You're not allowed to say that. You fail. Right. You fail at school if you don't say that the information that you've just now reproduced basically has come from a respectful respectable authority right right (laughs) Right? it keeps us all very disempowered the truth is i just know stuff and i'm now willing i'm now confident enough i'm now authentically confident enough to say what i know without fear yeah some people are going to argue with what i say and that's okay i choose not to argue back most of the time because i don't care whether people think that i'm right or wrong it doesn't matter to me i just speak to what I feel is going to serve whoever is listening to me at the time. I don't get too caught up in whether it's true or not because I understand that truth is a very dynamic and a very malleable thing. Everyone has their own truth. Ascended Master Jesus holds a different truth to Archangel Michael. They don't argue with each other who's right, but they both have different histories and therefore they both have a different understanding of the truth. Both of their truths are getting closer and closer to divine truth or absolute truth, which basically states we're all just one. Right? That's, mm-hmm. You know, the book of absolute truth is a really small book. It's one page. We're all one. We all exist within one energy and we all are manifestations of that energy. That's basically the truth. Everything other than that is a perception of that, right? based on our experience of that oneness. And so it's, truth is continually evolving, just like our scientific truth is continually evolved. Our spiritual truth is also continually evolving. Uh, Ascended Master Jesus' truth is still evolving as he moves closer and closer to source. 
and he is slowly but surely dropping away or purifying various aspects of his history, which is not just that one lifetime, right? He had many, many lifetimes, of course. Mm-hmm. Same with, uh, you know, Archangel Michael, continually evolving, even though he's had no lifetimes in a physical form, but continually evolving through all of the experiences that he has and continually letting go of stuff that no longer serves him as he moves closer and closer to the absolute. It's a process. It's an evolution. We're all on that process, and we all must understand that truth is continually evolving. So be willing sister to just express what you feel to express and don't feel that you need to um, justify yourself or prove yourself to anyone if they feel that they resonate with it then they can they can enjoy it if they feel they don't resonate with them they're willing to move on and not to judge you or you you don't take on their judgment they can judge you people judge me all the time but it just doesn't affect me so much it affects me somewhat depends on who they are and how they judge me of course I'm still very human but mm-hmm. moving forward out of allowing other people's judgments to limit who I choose to be. How's that? That is amazing. Thank you so much, Matt. You are welcome. And and I'll just say for everyone's sake that I'm working with the energy while I'm talking like this, right? I don't just work with energy in light language. So while I'm talking to Karen about stepping into her confidence and allowing herself to express her light language out, we're working definitely very much with Karen to give her more freedom to do that and to feel more empowered in doing it and working with everyone who's listening to do the same. And it's not all just about speaking light language. It's about speaking your truth. It's about allowing yourself, each of you, to express who you are in an authentic, confident way. And so we're shifting energy right now. We're not interfering with you or any way, shape or form, but we're offering out an invitation that you all get to feel this energy and allow it to facilitate your own transformations in a direction that serves you all. Mm. I'm on a roll. I better have a drink. You are beautiful. (laughs) Yes, you take a drink. Uh, I do want to say you were speaking to so many of us, um, Mm -hmm. really not caring what other people think, no need to justify or prove anything to anyone because it Mm -hmm. really does limit you. And so that was very empowering for all of us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, You're very welcome. There was a question coming in um, saying, what was that that Matt said gives him the same relaxation as beer? And you were speaking of kombucha. Oh, kombucha. But it's, it's yes. not the kombucha. It's the mechanism. It's the no. it's the trigger that you said. You said that that's uh, – mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's not really – It's the, a fizzy drink, right? So, so, so uh-huh. a, a, a good quality ginger beer will do the same, right? I choose not to drink Coca-Cola or anything like that because it's so full of, you know, crap to put it bluntly but you know i you know we make our own kombucha and it's just you know it, it's sweet and it's and it's and it's fizzy and it and it does what beer used to do which is just that trigger yeah, you could do anything it could be um going out and having a walk or or doing 10 sun salutations right if that's the way you're yeah. um, <laughs> um you know configured but each of us yes yes you changed you substituted the trigger right that's mm-hmm. right Okay, beautiful. Well, there's a question coming in, and I know I've heard this many times. Uh, There is someone who's asking, Melanie says, how do I find my joy again? I lost it somehow Mm. in my journey through grief and fear. Yeah. Great question, Melanie. Relax. (laughs) That's the answer. Your joy is within you, right? And so there's nothing really defined external to you. It's a matter of just relaxing and allowing the grief and the frustration and the 
stress of the world to fall away. And naturally, you know, the inner child is joyful. Naturally, your inner being is joyful. Joy at its root is basically love expressed. The expression of love is a joy. And so I know we have connotations that joy is happy and and frivolous and, and fun. And yes, it is. But the real depth of joy is just to really feel love in our lives. That is a joy and that is the deepest joy. So how do you find your joy again? You relax. When you relax, you will be able to have more fun. You will find things funny in the world. You will tend to laugh more when things go not as expected, which you might have called wrong before and then got frustrated. You know, before it might have been things went wrong and now I'm frustrated and I think, why can't I get it right? Now something you have an unexpected outcome and instead of labeling it as, oh, that's gone wrong, how come I can't get this right, Why? what's wrong with me, is you just laugh and you go, well, that was unexpected, <laughs> right? And you try again. That's a big difference in your life. It's the same experience, right? The same external thing happened, but your different reaction to it is huge, right? Self-judgment and criticism versus laughter and allowing a release because when we laugh, when we're, when we're high vibrationary, right, laughing, having fun, stuff can release out of our field. And so whatever prevented it from going the way we wanted it to go before has a chance to leave. When you judge yourself and try really hard to fix and correct the behavior that led to an unexpected outcome before, you don't let anything change. You basically just get tighter around it. So in a word, it's just relax. And I know relaxation is not easy until we come back to this foundation that's beneath relaxation, which is choosing to feel the vibration of safety and choosing to feel the vibration of self-worth. That is a foundation that lies beneath confidence, true authentic confidence, which will then allow you to relax. And yes, you do it all at once. It's not that you need to, right now I'm focusing on safety, now I'm focusing on safety, I'm going to do that for several months, and then I'm going to focus on, on self-worth, 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 and now I can focus on confidence, and now I can focus on relaxation. Now, let it all happen at once, but understand that it's important that you keep working on your foundations of feeling safe in the world and feeling worthy understand that as you embrace the vibrations of self-worth and as you embrace the vibration of safety, you are going to feel fear and you're going to feel doubt come to the surface. What we embrace as an energy is not necessarily what we feel at first. So don't make yourself wrong when you are choosing to embrace safety and you are feeling fear because what's happening is the safety is coming up and it's coming into your field and it is dislodging the fear that is there. And the fear can't stay in close proximity to the vibration of safety. The two do not coexist easily together. And so one of them has to leave. And if you can keep your focus on safety, it's going to stay and the fear is going to leave. That's the process. It's not easy. It does take time. (laughs) When we help, right? That's what we do light language for. That's what I've got all these MP3s for, to help you go through this process of focusing on the outcome you wish to have, which is feeling safe, worthy, confident and free in the world, feeling joyful and love and prosperous in the world. As you focus on that's where you're going, you're going to have to go through the process of releasing all of the other stuff that you're carrying around that limits your ability to have that. That's how it happens. We help that process with light language, which is like a lubrication that goes through the field to help those releases happen more effectively and more quickly and more comfortably. But still, there is a level of discomfort that goes along with it. 
and we also help in the light language to help you disengage from the discomfort so that you can refocus on what outcome you are choosing for yourself. Because what you focus on is what grows stronger. If you focus on the discomfort, it grows stronger. If you focus on the outcome of being safe, worthy, confident, free, loving, and joyful in the world, that grows stronger. Your choice. We can't make the choice for you. All we can do is give you the tools, give you the encouragement, hold a very expansive space, and and hope that you do it. <laughs> Choose that you do it. Intend mm. that you do it. Yes, and you have some tools that you have for our listeners in your special offer. They are the MP3s that you have on various topics that really help shake free these lower vibrations of fear and limitations that are indeed mm-hmm. holding us back. So I want to give you yes. a minute to talk about those. And you also include a personal session in one of those options. Yes. So share with us about this yes. special offer. Okay, so option one has all of the MP3s and some recorded calls, which are basically MP3s as well, but just of a longer nature. And option two has all of that, plus um, having a one-hour to one-hour session with us because, as you might have noticed by now, I like to connect with people, I like to talk, and it's not just about me hitting people with light language and then thinking that they're fixed, right, because I've learned through experience that people having a deeper connection with me, Matt, the person, and talking about their problems and allowing them to express their problems and allowing people to feel heard and feel accepted is a really important part of their healing process. And as all of that happens, it then allows them to relax deeper in and allow the light language to work at a much deeper level so that they really do get a lot of help in going forward into what they're intending to go forward into. So the session with me is one hour long pretty much always. I used to do half-hour sessions, but I've pretty much given them up as a joke <laughs> because I know I can do so much more. Well, what basically happened is people would get a half-hour session and then I'd talk to them for an hour anyway. <laughs> so we have to stop that. Um, anyway, so let's talk about all of these MP3s. The first one is very, very foundational. Actually, the first few of them are more foundational and then there's some ones that are uh, a little bit more mm, sexy perhaps in their title, right, a little bit more eye-catching. But anyway, let's start with the first ones because they're really important. Item number one is I breathe in my divine light and I breathe out all limitations. This is basically setting you up with a foundational practice to constructively and consciously use your breath to power yourself through the process of purification, to keep breathing in what serves you and breathing out what doesn't. You you don't need to be in a meditative state with this practice. As you get a handle on it, you start to employ it no matter what you're doing, whether you're driving a car, whether you're standing in the line at the bank, whether you're at your desk at work, whether you're changing a baby's nappy, it doesn't matter. You start breathing in what serves you, breathing out what doesn't, and you trust that that process is flowing, and therefore it is. Okay, so basically all of these MP3s uh, come with two MP3s. There's an English part that's obviously in English, but it's still encoded with energy and all the rest of it. It's like an introduction, but it's also a program onto itself. That's usually about five minutes long. This first one is eight minutes long. And then there's a light language session, which has less English and far much more light language and really goes much deeper, um, which is about between 20 and 25 minutes generally long. Um, and so that's it. So each each title has two parts. Number two, I surrender my fear and I am free. Of course, that's um, very, very important and a very um, foundational practice to evolving to ascension, right? Surrendering of your fears and your doubts is basically what we're talking about when we talk about ascension. 
so that you become free to be authentically yourself. I release the past and choose to live now. So those fears and those doubts basically have their roots in the past. And as we can let go of the stories around what you're carrying from the past or even just the energetic fragments of the past, right, the emotional traumas that are stuck in your field from past, the past that you may not remember at all, right, past lifetimes, you become more able to live in the now moment. You become more able to be authentically now present, being the being that you choose to be. Okay, item number four, I am love, love is my experience. So this is helping us all to get more into that heart space, to get more into the natural self-love that we all are, so that love becomes the experience that you dance with on a daily basis, right? Moment to moment, you start experiencing more love because you're radiating more love. I'm going, I'm choosing not to take too much time on each of these items. There's, there's a lot written here, right? If you're looking down through the um, sales page, there's a lot of information on the sales page. It's not just me selling it to you. It's actually, there's a whole ream of channeled information on each item that's very, very um, uplifting and very, very transformational. So even if you don't have the money to buy the program, please go and look at the sales page because it will help you an awful lot if you just read through the information that's there on each of the items. And yes, I would love you to buy it as well because if you think there's a lot of transformation in reading that bit of uh, text, there's a huge amount more if you invest in yourself and get those audios. Um, item number five, empowered gratitude with your attitude. So empowered gratitude. A lot of people got, got the wrong end of the stick with gratitude and they think that if they just keep saying thank you enough, then they'll get what they're saying thank you for. I see this all the time. People doing their gratitude work is basically saying, I'm grateful for having money, I'm grateful for having money, I'm grateful for having money, thinking that all of a sudden they're going to get rich if they keep saying that. It's not the truth. <laughs> you can't manipulate the universe like that. You have to actually feel grateful right in the core of your being. You have to actually know that you are prosperous and abundant. You can't just say, I am thankful for having money and think that money is going to come into your field, right? It's not about what you say. It's about how you feel. It's about the deep energy of who you are. Gratitude is a very, very powerful tool. It's a very, very powerful state of being. But you have to do it, really. And it's not just about saying thank you. It's about actually being thankful, really being thankful. So this MP3 is to help people get into that deeper um, relationship with the, with the vibration of gratitude. Okay, item number six. This is a great one as well. Strong digestion, physical and energetic. Most of us have who have issues with our body particularly those issues are starting with a digestive issue not able to digest the food properly means they're not getting the nutrients they're not getting the micronutrients and toxins are formed when food doesn't digest properly if elimination isn't running properly now why is people's digestion so poor well we could look at the diet and all the rest of it and talk about that and yes that does have a big part of it but also, if the solar plexus is not strong energetically in the core of the being, then the digestive fire we call in, in, in Ayurveda, the Jata Agni, is going to be diminished, right? A diminished digestive fire basically doesn't have the energy to digest things properly. And all of the functions that go on in your abdominal cavity, right, between the liver, the kidneys, all of it, the spleen, the pancreas, none of it functions well if your solar plexus is not strong and you are not allowing the light 
to flow through you, right? So this helps to improve all of that. And as a consequence, the energetic digestion improves, which is basically your ability to digest life circumstances. When someone comes into your life and criticizes you, can you digest it? Can you take it for what it is, right? It quite often when someone criticizes you, it's them basically spewing their own self-doubt out over you. But many of us take that criticism um, personally, right, and get all upset about it and basically poison ourselves with it. At the same time, sometimes that criticism actually has a seed of truth in it that we could digest and actually utilize and then eliminate the waste, all of their stuff. So as our solar plexus increases, we're able to digest life in a much more empowered way. So that, you know, um, you can deal with grief and you can deal with loss and you can deal with criticism and you can deal with frustration in, a, in an empowered way. You don't get railroaded by those experiences and lost in poor me or everyone's against me or all of the other stories that you basically tell yourself to deal with the emotional energy that you can't um, process. Okay. Number seven kind of links up with that and it's called being confident to shed your armor and the pounds. So this is about really allowing your confidence to allow you to let go of the ways you protect yourself from the world. The truth is that many of us have chosen to protect ourselves from the world with a layer of fat. Physically, your body puts on a layer of fat to help buffer it from the energies around it, basically because you are not emanating the light in a powerful enough way to have you feeling strong in that, right? If you're not feeling strong in your light, then you feel more uh, affected by other people's energy. The truth is you don't need to put up walls around you. So this, you know, shedding the armor, you don't need to have walls around you to keep yourself safe. All you need to do is radiate yourself out and you are inherently safe. Just like a light bulb doesn't need um, a blanket around it to protect it from the dark, right? A light bulb doesn't need to worry about the dark. As long as it's allowing current to flow through it, as long as it's got God force flowing through it, it's shining bright. Darkness is held at bay. There's no need to pull the curtains to stop the darkness coming in through the window at night, right? If you've got the light on, darkness can't come close to it. That's it. When you become the light, when you allow yourself to radiate the light that you are, you don't need to worry about protecting yourself from the darkness because it can't touch you. The only way it can touch you is if you submit to the blanket, the covering of fear. If you fear, then you shut your light down, you cover yourself over, and our darkness can come right up to you and influence you. That's it. You stand bravely in your own confidence. You don't need to fear darkness. Okay, item number eight, relax into comfort, rest easy, and sleep well. <sighs> relax, right? Be comfortable, rest, and sleep. It's all really, 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 really important on the path of ascension. It is probably the part of ascension that is most overlooked is the ability to have time out, to relax, to integrate and assimilate and to sleep deep. Many of us have trouble because we're plagued by the looping thoughts in our minds, which is basically our contraction around fear-based energies that are coming up to release. It's our wanting to fix ourselves that keep these fears looping in our mind. And so we're here to help all of that unwind so that you can relax and then allow yourself time to integrate and assimilate the energies that are moving and allow yourself to release. 
Okay, item number nine is really important for your physical health. It's support and balance your hormone system. Um, the endocrine system is really quite linked with the emotional body and when, when our, uh, and so many of us have trouble with our endocrine system. I know many of the women here who are listening, the majority of the audience will be of the female gender um, and hormone balance is a big, big thing, especially as you approach, you know, menopause and the like, and even with menstrual cycles and all of the rest of it. But truth is, men have a lot of issues with their hormone balance as well. It's just not as widely publicized. But this will serve everyone in really allowing ourselves to feel more powerful as ourselves. Okay, optimal hydration, number 10, is also really important. You all know how important it is to keep drinking, keep your hydration up, but so many of us are limited. Even if we drink a lot of water, we don't really get properly hydrated. Our bodies have somehow got out of whack, and the hormones are part of it, but there's also other um, interesting things that go on, and I'm not going to get into it, with salt balances and the rest of it, how the cells work. And a lot of the time, people can be both, this is interesting, right? They can be both chronically dehydrated in the cells and yet carry fluid retention, right? So there's fluid being retained in the fat cells in, in these layers of the body and at the same time their cells are dehydrated. That's how out of balance we can get. So it doesn't matter how much water you're drinking, it's not working for you. So this MP3 is designed to help all of that work its way out so the fluid retention can be released and so that the cells can properly hydrate and so that you can feel... Um, a balance with the water intake that you're taking and also a taste for good water and allow all of that to happen. Okay, item number 11 is really um, <laughs> is really popular. I love money and I'm worthy of having it. So many of us want money, right? Most of people, who doesn't want money? But how many people really love it? How many people have a really great relationship with money? Uh, so there's a lot of indoctrination around money. I'm not gonna get into it right now because I can speak for an hour just on this topic. Um, but this is here to help us all have a better relationship with money. Item number 12 is a little bit different. It's a meditation journey, so it starts in English and it just winds your way in. There is light language woven through it, but it's really to help you have a beautiful meditative experience with your divine self. It leads you into that experience so that you can have that deeper connection and you can feel the joy of that deeper connection. Then item number 13 is four MP3s. Each of them are a 90-minute recorded group call. So there's a group call, so I did about, mm, not quite sure how long ago, a little while ago, um, where basically the first half or a little bit longer, the first 60 minutes or so is in English. So I'm talking about these different topics. And then the last 30 minutes is in light language to really allow that um, topic to, to unwind and whatever's going on to be more deep in the, in the field. So these are the topics. They're great topics and they're a great set of uh, group calls. Your joyful relationships, right? Helping you find and understand how relationships are working in your life and to help you have a deeper ability to have more confidence and to be more authentic in the relationships you are having. The second one is your healthy body, so working through all of the health issues, the relationship you're having with your own physicality, looking at yourself through um, a little bit more compassionate eyes rather than being so hard on yourself, body image and the like. <sighs> Number three is your abundant financial support, so helping you relax around money flows, uh, helping you relax around how you earn money and how you get to use money and how what money is for you and so that you can feel abundantly supported in the world. 
And number four is something that's really important that a lot of people are interested in, your empowered purpose and spiritual gifts. So helping people relax out of this need to really um, lock a purpose down in, in stone. Right? A lot of people think that their purpose is a big, bright, light, flashing thing that they need to work towards. And this call is to really help you relax around all of that and allow yourself to be more purposeful in everything you do so that you can embrace your spiritual gifts Right, And again, a lot of people get contracted around that and think they need to open their third eye so that they're very clairvoyant or something and then all of their problems are going to go away. It's not the truth. <laughs> it's not the truth. Just embrace who you are right now and your gifts will just naturally evolve and they may not be anything what you think they quote-unquote should be, but you are gifted nonetheless. Each of you have a beautiful, beautiful heart and as you allow your heart to radiate out around you, you are embracing your gifts. And from that space, other more supernatural powers may or may not become apparent, right, in divine timing. So that's a great call and it's a really, um, you know, it's another big topic that I, I can talk a lot about um, and I don't have time to talk right now to Tyler <laughs> I better let it here come back on. So that's pretty much it. That's option number one. It's only $97. It's worth a whole heap more than that. That's probably, you know, the value of each one of those items is about that anyway. In my book, I know each of us have a different value on what money is. Um, and then item number two is $197 with the one-hour session, which is great value as well. For just 100 bucks, you get a whole one-hour session with me, um, which is a lot of fun and will provide you with a lot of transformation that I promise and it's recorded and you get to listen back to it you have your own private light language session that you can listen to again and again and again to help you move through whatever your particular issues are okay I'm finished I'm going to take a breath oh well <laughs> those are really great tools for us to use in this process thank you for that that's a large body of work and techniques there really helping to shake us free from some of those various systems I do love the one where we can uh, use it for shining our light, and that will allow us yes. to lose weight, too. Beautiful. Yes. Quite a yes. plethora. And I just want to say more. this, just quickly. I will, yeah. And so it is quite expensive, and I, I do want to say, please don't get overwhelmed with how much is there. It's not a course that you need to do everything on, and then you're going to get a certificate and you've completed it. It really is a small sport. Just take what you feel to when you feel to, and you know, and if you don't get to some of the MP3s, that's okay, right? You haven't missed out. So please don't think, oh my God, I don't want to buy that. It's it's far too much, right? I've priced it at a that's kind of a no-brainer as far as I'm concerned. Um, even if you only use one or two of those MP3s, you're going to get your money's worth out of that, truly. Um, so don't be overwhelmed with how expensive it is. It really is there just to give you the options and to cover all the bases, and it's up to you how much you use. Truly. Okay, perfect. Well, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. We do appreciate that. Of course, that's on the special offer button on this webpage. Well, this has been just an extraordinary experience. I know many of us are still spinning and feeling those high vibes <laughs> encoded throughout this session today. So yes. as we say goodbye, Matt, it would be beautiful to have a little a little goodbye light language. And Very nice. Yeah, okay. <laughs> serenade. Beautiful. Okay, my friends. Thank you, Laura. Thank you so much. Um, so, my friends, just relax again, okay? Just relax. 
we're working now with the intention to help you relax. We're working with the intention to help you really just accept who you are. I'm not coming in to try and change you. I'm not trying to come in and fix you or make you something bigger or better than what you've been. It's just about allowing yourself to accept who you are and relax into that. So just enjoy. Just float with it. You don't need to listen. You don't need to concentrate. Just allow it to float through your field. It's just, it's like classical music. There's no lyrics that you need to stay focused on. Just relax and enjoy. Just allowing your breath to flow smooth and deep. It doesn't need to be full breath. Just allow it to flow deep. Into the bottom of your lungs. Allow your belly to rise and fall very gently with your breath. Please don't try and force anything. Work with the intention that you are nourishing yourself as you breathe deep. You are supplying yourself with beautiful divine light. The prana, the life force. Whatever you want to call it. It's flowing into your body as you inhale. Your whole being is expanding with it. Revitalizing, re-energizing, uplifting every aspect of you, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. With each exhalation, you relax. There's nothing you need to achieve with the relaxation. Just trust. As you exhale, you're releasing whatever doesn't align with what you have just chosen to breathe in. As you breathe in the light, naturally you're going to breathe out the darkness. Please don't focus on what you are trying to release. Trust. Just trust. Trying hard doesn't work for relaxation for relaxation or releasing. Trying hard doesn't work. None of us can try hard to go to sleep. None of us can try hard to relax. None of us in reality can try hard to release. Just let it happen naturally. Hold your intention on the outcome you're choosing for yourself. Breathe into the dream. Whether it formulates in pictures, whether it formulates in a vibration or a knowing. The dream is there for each of us. The way we wish to see the world. 
the way we wish to interact with that world, the way we wish to experience the world, the way we wish to experience ourselves, the dream. And while we never get there, that's the truth. The dream always stays ahead of us. But step by step, we evolve into it. And as we do so, our dream evolves. That's the way it's supposed to be. There's no completion to ascension. There's no completion. There's no completion to happiness. No matter how happy you are today, there is more happiness available to you. No matter how unhappy you are today, there is still some happiness present. Happiness is not a switch. It's not on or off. Neither is love. Neither is confidence. Nothing is so black and white as our mind wants to make it out to be. Everything is a continuum. Everything is continually evolving and expanding. Let go of the judgments that your mind holds that whether you are happy or not. It's simply not the truth. While your happiness lies somewhere on the scale of happiness, it's not either happy or not happy. It's just somewhere on the scale. This is true of every single vibration. Choose not to label yourself as unhappy. Choose not to label yourself as unloved. Everyone is loved. It might not be as much as you wish, but you are loved nonetheless. To increase the level of love that you're feeling, it's important you release the label of I'm not loved. Nobody loves me. Think I'll eat worms. Let go of that. It's a mental construction. And it's not the truth. It's a story your ego likes to hang on to. Whether it's I'm not good enough or I'm not loved or I'm not happy. They're all stories that are not the truth. So relax. Relax around all of those old stories. And while you don't need to fight with them, it's high time you just allowed yourself to evolve into some new stories, some new, more expansive stories. Let's start with, I choose. I choose to be more happy. I choose to be more loved. I choose to feel more worthy in the world. I choose to know that I am worthy as the divine being. I choose. No one can argue with that. I choose to be more prosperous. I choose to feel more financially free. I choose. I choose to be happy. I choose to feel more happiness in everything I do. It's your choice, my friends. You can talk to yourself in this way or not. I can't change that. No one can. Not God themselves can change what you choose to think about yourself and how you choose to dialogue with yourself. It's up to you. So choose well for yourself, my friends. You all have the capacity to choose. No one is unable to choose to be more happy. No one. No one is incapable of that. 
It might take some time before you feel more happy. That is true. But it doesn't mean that you haven't chosen well. It just means there's a bit of limitation in the way that has to release first. I choose to release my limitations so that I can choose to feel more happy in this now moment. Your choice. We're here to help you make those choices more easily. We're here to help you lubricate your path forward. We're here to help you, encourage you to stay on that path and to focus on what serves you. But you have to choose. No matter what you do choose, the truth is we will still love you. No matter what you choose, no matter how wretched you think you are, we will still love you. Because inherently, you and I are one. We're all aspects of source. And we are all love. And so it is, my friends. And so it will always be. Now and always and in all ways. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. With much love. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Matt Andrews and Mantara. That is our completion. With that, it is beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Matt. We'll talk to you again in our next conversation. We'll bring you back on the show. Thanks again. Perfect. Much love to you all, my friends. Thank you, Lauren. Namaste. Namaste. And now it is time to integrate these energies with a dance to the cosmic heart. Join us in our collective intention as we have a little fun with our unity in love. Namaste.
Thank you for listening and thank you for dancing with us in our collective intentions as they go across the universe to the cosmic heart. I'd like to thank my wonderful team at AcousticHealth.com, Heidi, Tony, Tom, Pam, Suzanne, and Garner, who assist with the production of Quantum Conversations, online healing retreats, and more. And thank you, too, for listening. If you've enjoyed this program, please share it with your friends and loved ones. And we thank you for shining your magnificent light and adding it to the world. This is when we love ourselves like no one else can. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.
The conference is now completed. Goodbye.